We've been to the pub. What up? It's Saturday afternoon. What up? It is 20 past two, and we're on our third beers of the day. Oh, it is nice. And they're going down nicely. Oh, it's going down smooth. What are you on? I'm drinking Firkin Fox. I think I'm on a... Oh, God. Spell how it's, how it's pronounced. I can't remember. It's like a leaping... They're all badger beers. or something. Mm. We got them on, on the cheap from Waitrose on oh. our way back from the pub. We thought, it's... let's not stop now. Let's drink throughout the podcast. Indeed. For a professional production. Well, as we were saying, in the pub, it's actually rare to have a Saturday... Where it's very rare that you and I both have a Saturday where we're both available to when do nothing insane such is happening. A, yeah. Such a thing. Well, we're. Um, I mean, we, we've all just been working so hard. Everyone, okay. everyone's got scuff on, and even this morning, like, um, uh, got up, uh, did a tiny bit of lettering, did a bit yeah. of work on a comic, did a bit of birthday shopping, not Christmas shopping, because my family has it's a lot. It's massively of... inconvenient to have birthdays in December. Selfish, and I, I say that because my sister's about to go into labour. <laughs> And <laughs> we're recording this on the 3rd of December. Third? Third. Yeah, third. Yeah, no, and it's my Nana Sheila's birthday today as well. That's a card. Expensive old month, December, eh? So, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, smashing it out. You've been doing some Christmas prep. I've pretty much done my Christmas shopping. 3rd yeah. uh, of December, just to remind you. But you're working on something this morning as well. Shh. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. Shh. Just saying. Uh, you know, done Christmas shopping, done, you know, a few birthday presents, and then had a lovely pub lunch. Lovely pub lunch. What do you have? I had honey mustard and lamb sausages on a bed of mashed potato and parsnip crisps this with is a sage uh, and cider gravy. And I had a, I had a, a, um, a hot dog. Yeah. This if you is, live in Cheltenham, you'll know where we've been. This is our local <laughs> sausage bar, basically. Yeah. Uh, generally, they used to just serve bangers and mash. Now they've... They've expanded slightly, haven't they? They'll do a, they'll do a hot dog for you. I, I refuse to eat anything but... Sausage and mash there. Oh, God. Oh, you got Frankly. The, we got the mustard bar, haven't you? Yeah. Help yourself. Oh, man, it's good. I had mustard in my sausage, so I thought I won't. I won't. My only regret was that I went, I went for a, a hot dog called the Aztec Baldwin. That's got to be a play on words. It is a little play on words, yeah. yeah. I realised after I said it that they had like a... Every hot dog was a funny name. Oh, I see. It was like the Frank, well, after a movie the Frank Sinatra, oh, the Aztec Baldwin, that, that kind of thing. I see. And uh, it was quite spicy. Was it? It was like a kind of South American sausage, so it was quite uh, like chili y and then there was like guacamole. Nice chips are really nice though. Nice. And I had French mustard as well. Twice so. cooked chips. Really? Is they that look that... like twice cooked chips. To me. Is that their secret? They were pretty crunchy. They're the best. And if the salt cook, was nice. Cook them as well. three times. Some restaurants. So oh, I'm just gonna have another sip. What have you been up to, John? Well, apart ref. from getting drunk at the pub this afternoon. Well, like I said, this is a rare occurrence. It's actually nice to kind of let your hair down mm. a bit actually I know we're not going crazy right now but um, we could the day is still young the day is still young I mean like, I'm home alone this hasn't happened in ages um, yeah, yeah. Nick and Ali are away they're seeing friends uh, Lucy's at work she's, she's, at she's work. got a Christmas job mm-hmm. uh, it's just me and you and uh, some, and some beer and beer and we've Happy already days, eh? it's already been pro- <laughs> it's already been productive this morning I mean we uh, we have been working pretty hard this week actually and tomorrow we're going to be wrapping up BPM issue eight. Not literally. No, because Christmas. Christmas yeah, Christmas, I Christmas get it, yeah. joke. No, we're it's just going to be putting the finishing touches and everything. Uh, and that last step kind of is on, like, mostly Ali and me. Because Ali's mm. going to assemble it all. And then yeah. I'll, I'll proof it and just... Because that's my job to be Splendid. to be anal about you're grammar. The, you're the the grammar police. Basically, yeah. Uh, that I'm is the a, same. That is officially my job. That's, I'm, I'm at work. I'm the grammar police. Well, someone has to be. Yeah. To be honest. I There's mean, no excuse for bad grammar. There's no excuse for bad grammar. No, I mean, you don't want to be 
that guy, but like, if in conversation, it's fine. Say what you like. Well, you but, don't say the word comma, do you, in a conversation? No. No, you wouldn't you say... Can, you can use bad grammar in a conversation, I'll just because fro- you might get away with it. I'll just throw in semicolons, because I can. <laughs> I just The power just goes to my head. A semicolon is a useful tool in literature. Often abused. Yeah. I like a good semicolon. Like yeah, the mo- I enjoy it. No, the I moment I it. cracked semicolons, like, the, the world you could just... do anything there. The world just opened, the world just opens opened up its to you. secrets It's like Doctor Strange, when he realises he's good at magic. We didn't talk about that film last time. No, now. we didn't. We could do a little. We could do a little minor review. Well, before I mean, do you want to? What have you been up to? Before I, we... well, all sorts. Now you mention it. Mm, tell me more. I was in Belgium last weekend. Oh, you were indeed. Yeah. I was in Belgium, uh, drinking the Belgian lagers, which I can confirm. If I'd have had three of those before recording this, I would be asleep by now. Um, they were particularly strong. Twelve percent Christmas beers. What can you tell me about Belgium that I don't know? Um, I don't know much about Belgium, so anything you say will be. Yeah, I can tell you. Well, I can tell you more stuff about Ghent, which is where I tell, was. Tell me about Ghent. They hate Brussels. Oh. Bruges. Not Brussels, Bruges. Bruges. They hate Bruges. And okay. they stole their dragon off them. They had a dragon. There's a dragon on top of one of the church spires in uh, in Ghent, right. which they stole from Bruges. Right, okay. And apparently people from Bruges accused people from Ghent for, for blinding a donkey to steal the dragon. <laughs> and the woman from Ghent said, that's not true, we actually just blindfolded it. So, you know, like when? I don't know what to believe. Did this happen last weekend or like... Uh, this, I think this was probably a few hundred years 1500s, ago. 1500s, yeah. I didn't see it, so I can't <laughs> I can't confirm I either there. way I can't, whether I... the donkey was blindfolded or actually blinded. When, uh, when, because uh, I feel there's a comparison here because Lucy and I recently had a holiday in Copenhagen. You sure did. I mean, different parts of the world, but both vaguely European and cultured. Well, and both in Europe. Lots yes. of lovely architecture yes, and everything. Indeed. And... Uh, a lot of the um, buildings had steps at the top. You know where you you would go up to a, like a thatch? Yeah. Like the triangle at the top of a building. Yeah. They're all steps. Most of the buildings, actually. See, and, they were, could... and if someone's asked, why is that? And they said, the steps, innit? You can just you just climb the steps Did you to have, redo the roof. In Belgium, were there, like, not but in Ghent in particular, were there rivers or canals? There was a canal running yeah. right through the centre. Yeah. It's rather lovely. You see, which is why, because I saw the pictures and it reminded me of... Copenhagen, because mm. Copenhagen had lots of canals. Yeah, oh, I'm not even sure if canal is the right it's word. A very shallow canal in yeah. uh, Ghent. It's like 1.2 meters. Well, the gimmick in Copenhagen, at least gimmick, he said, is that they had canals, but then the bridges were really low, mm. and you think you'll never get a boat under that. But then they had these special wide and low oh, boats. Oh, I see. But even then, it looked like a struggle. bit of a squeeze. It looked like a bit of a squeeze actually. Go. And I've got I. I will freely admit we did stick around to watch a boat in case it crashed. Did it? Because it was no, it didn't. They clearly done it before, but they were they were inching under. Did the people have to duck though? No, because it's so low. Oh, like I think when that you does s- sound low. when you step in and sit down, I think you're kind of slightly underwater by right. like your height, if you know what I mean. I see. Yeah. So then your head is just kind of poking above oh, that's the top. Very interesting. Now you might ask, why do they make it so low? I, I was know. going to ask that. Yeah. Maybe they never. I don't know. Maybe they never thought. Lazy about it. construction. Also, I learned Copenhagen is called the city of spires. Is that because there's a lot of spires? There's a lot of spires. Lot of actually, spires. it's kind of yeah, beautiful. Sure. Yeah. Oh, good. We, uh, I do want to hear more about Belgium, but I don't think you do. I, no, I, 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 I do actually because I want to. I want to be taught. I want to learn. But we, at uh, a recommendation, watched a an episode of Rick Stein's. Long weekends. Oh yes. And if you're listening and you have no idea who Rick Stein is, he is a British television chef. 
slightly mm-hmm. older gentleman. He's been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Uh, specialises in fish. I like fish. I like fish. Yeah. But he's got this series at the moment called Long Weekends where he gets sent out. He'll go to like a... Well, just basically... It's in the title, really. He'll just spend a long it weekend does, yeah, it's in, out, in a sound, city. It's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. And, and uh, someone said, well, look, he's going to Copenhagen. You should watch it. Mm. And we're like, oh, cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, this would be yeah, good. Yeah. Let's uh, let's. Is this see. before or after you went? This is after. This after. was just this week. So we're oh, like, let's get it on iPlayer. It was an odd show. Yeah. He didn't look happy. What did he do? Cook there? He just walked... <laughs> I'll tell you what he did. He walked around, moaned. Right, right. Uh, drank a bit too much. Sure. Uh, and then generally just complained that he didn't understand modern day cooking. Oh. It was a really odd show. I'm like... Do you think that's what they sold in to the producers of the BBC or the executives? <laughs> but he didn't look happy. Like, we were watching it. That's some people's bag, though, isn't it? Some people hate, look like they hate being there and probably do. But, but we, we were watching yeah. it and, and me and Lucy were just like, do you think Rick Stein's happy? Mm. Like, in himself? Because he doesn't look happy. No, it's like Piers Morgan. <laughs> he's he's obviously not happy. Do you reckon? No, he's not happy. I I, even, if, even if he says he is and he says he doesn't care... I got the impression he just he, loved he everything let's, he was doing. Let's not doing. get bogged down in Piers Morgan because that's happened to many people. But he he cares. He the, hates um, himself more than we ever could. I find that quite reassuring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because helps me sleep at night. I got the impression he thought. he loved being Piers Morgan. No, I think I think he secretly hates. You see it himself. in his eyes. Yeah, there's sadness in his eyes. I could see it. That, that was and you talk about like the story not told, but I could see that in like Rick Stein's eyes. Maybe not like the self hatred, but he didn't look happy. Mm. I felt quite sad for him. I was like, "Oh, Rick." Yeah, I feel bad you know, for him because because there's a big thing called um, New Nordic cuisine. Oh, because apparently uh, is this in Copenhagen? Also? Just in general, like Norway, uh, Denmark, beer into my glass. Sweden. Uh, apparently, if you believe in such things, it is taking the world by storm. Mm. Uh, and Copenhagen boasts, I think last year, it was a restaurant. Oh, geez, I can't remember what it's called, but it was voted the best restaurant in the world. In Copenhagen? In Copenhagen. Oh, I see. Just like... Michelin have... stars, etc. Yeah, kind of. Like, just for that year, at least. Cause it's probably been... It's like um, um, Old Heston Blumenthal. Yes. Didn't his restaurant... There are too many sausages in the moose. This ice cream is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> but like Heston Blumenthal, uh, gastro chemist, whatever he calls himself, super cook. He's insane. He's quite a cool guy. I I I, I, I actually like him, but he's, he's he he is probably insane. certifiably insane. He is insane. <laughs> I always remember like he did a he did a thing about making Victorian hundreds and thousands. Mm. You know, like the sprinkles. Uh, I bet they tasted like buffalo or something. But it, but it, it was like herbs or like spices. Oh, he's, he's mental. But he's saying like. Uh, what I've done is I've taken a cement mixer and filled it with coloured sugar syrup and now I'm throwing these spices in mm. so that they tumble around and then they become... And he goes, of course, if you want to do this at home, Don't. You're, you're just need Don't. an empty tin bolted to a, a mechanical, an electronic screwdriver. I'm like, it shouldn't yeah. Be, it shouldn't be telling people to do these things. Of course. I, he, I can't afford a cement mixer to do my cooking, well, generally. Exactly. No, no, just in general. Generally, yeah. I couldn't afford to do that. But, I spend uh, about two pound fifty on my evening meal. But he his average. his restaurant, the Fat Duck. Mm, that's correct. Yeah. That was that was best restaurant in the world. Oh, it where is that the restaurant? It's it, like in Oxfordshire. Yeah, or something. I thought it was in England. You get it for like one year, and then they'll pick another restaurant. Oh, 
Oh. But for that year, it, unless, unless then of you course, can still claim the glory, can't you? Best restaurant yeah. of the year, two thousand. Unless of course, I guess, n- unless nothing rises up to take your crown. No, yeah. But apparently, there's this is one restaurant in Copenhagen, which is the best restaurant in the world, and new Nordic cuisine is very like. It's but very, it costs a lot. Yeah, that's you a go. What? No, no, we didn't, didn't go. go. No, didn't no, go. we went to uh, we went to a fancy restaurant though called Hoost. Oh yeah, and uh, that was. We treated ourselves. Like, mm. when we went, we were like, we're going to go... Go to one w-. nice meal. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know if I mentioned this. Like, this one was like, you get five courses. Uh, it's like a fixed menu. And if you want, you can pay, like, a bit more. And yeah. they'll give you, like, a wine for I each see. dish. I was yeah, like, no, no, I'll just have a beer. It'll be fine. Yeah. Thank you. But it was very, very fancy. Like, the courses were small. I would feel out of place in a establishment such as that. Well, I mean... I don't know. It's weird. Like I think I say things without thinking, and that's that's generally my issue in life. Well, I was a bit. I feel like I'd say things, and then I'd insult someone. You do have that kind of fear where you're like, oh, God, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to screw yourself. I don't want to say something stupid. <laughs> the trick is not to say anything. Yeah, but that how that's not enjoyable. Is that enjoyable? It what? Well, well, Did well, you enjoy it? Is yes. The no. I'm it was fantastic. We made some preparations by not trying to be knowledgeable. Mm. Just saying, like, we're here for the set menu. We've booked a we've booked a table. Yeah, yeah. This way. And then they just bring it to you. You don't right, have a choice. Okay. And then, and that was like, I'd do something. I'd trip over my own foot. It, or something. It was kind of incredible, though. Like it was really fancy, but small portions. You get like five small well, portions. Five courses. I and a posh restaurant. I'd expect it to be quite small portions. I, I remember the um, one of the courses was um, it was a little chunk of beef, and I mean chunk. It was about the size of an egg. It was tiny. <laughs> I served on a massive plate just to... Oh, but that's just for the sake of it. But I've got to say, though, it was really good. I'm, like, too, I'm too... What's the word? Glib for things like this. Well, you couldn't deny like the taste was incredible, but the pudding... Oh, I believe you, yeah. ...was uh, porter ice cream. The beer. Uh, porter's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so beer, beer ice cream, like a kind of frozen, like, blueberry sauce mm. so made into like a kind of ice crumble oh i know yeah and then like a kind of weird popcorny kind of meringue stuff scrambled over the top yeah and you had to get a bit of everything when you ate it right. and it was incredible oh no i'm sure it was yeah i'm sure it was but like he was going around like uh, these really fancy restaurants which we could never have afforded and it was like you know i he, bet he ate for free as well i bet he did but, but but I bet the I bet the license fee payers paying for but, that meal. But here's the thing, though. He would be like, he'd be talking to like some chef who was like, you know, here's the chef who created the best restaurant in the world, and he said like, what are you and what are you doing? He goes, well, you know, here's a it's a consommé of like kind of, um, you know, uh, clam extract, and and we've made like pebbles. They look it looks like a beach your yeah. plate, but it's all edible, and you go like, oh, that's incredible. And then he'd eat it, and he and he and then privately to the camera, he'd go like, "It's all right, you know. <laughs> it's a bit fancy for my liking, you know. Why don't that's 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 not that's dishonest. Mm. That's a personality. You can't say to the guy who cooked it, oh, that's that's delightful. Thank you very much. We all do it, but but he, you, then you can't turn to a camera and say, oh, yeah, no crap.' But it was kind of it was kind of sad in a way because it was like watching a midlife crisis on camera because he didn't <laughs> he didn't seem happy, and in and every bit when he was like filming a bit or interviewing someone he'd just openly say I drank a bit much last night I've got a bit of a hangover yeah you know. I'm worried about him well he went to finally the, where else has he been uh, I think he went to like Morocco oh and, god but he had like um, the closing thing was he went to like a fish restaurant mm. 
Mm. And the guy look, who running it looked like a Viking. Sure. Like this big, you know, hulking, hulking man. man. Probably grabbed the fish out of the sea with his bare yeah, hands. Yeah, punched it to death yeah. and then just cooked it by breathing on it. Yeah. And But he but he cooked just, it was really simple. It's just, it's a fish, you boil it. Uh, and Rick Stein was kind of like leaning on him, like, like explain to me. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the young people food. And this guy, I, I think, just summed it up perfectly. And because yeah. Rick Stein was like, oh, these young chefs, like they think they're better than us. And he's like, they are. <laughs> and, said, and this guy was like, that's that's the whole point of getting old. Yeah. Like you move out of the way. Yeah. The young generation come up and they they change everything. And I was like that when I was young. And did Rick Stein shut up? He kind of did. Good. And he enjoyed his fish. Good. So he there was quite, he was happy well, at the end of the there day. There you go. Um, speaking of food, mm. uh, we went to a restaurant in Cheltenham the other weekend for Nick's birthday. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, it is a pop-up restaurant. Oh, yeah. It's only going to be there till Christmas. What's it called? Coge? Or uh, Codge? I'm not sure how it's pronounced. <laughs> it's probably Coge. It's probably Coge, yeah. It's probably Coge. But apparently it's uh, a, run- a Master Chef runner-up. Really? Uh, Where is this? Opposite um, Copa. Oh. Yeah. What, where the slug used to be? By there, like next door to the... Oh, what was the slug? I it's, didn't know that. It's fantastic. The slug's closed, by the way. The slug has closed, so it's no more... something else now. We were talking about cocktails. That was one of the more disappointing places in Cheltenham. The slug? In the end, I thought. Well, in general, yeah. In, like In terms of a bar. Well, yeah, I mean... It fell out of my top ten list. You went there because you get cheap cocktails, yeah. not because it was a nice... Oh, bar. No, I such. didn't know there was a pop-up restaurant there. My life, it is incredible. Is it? Well, noted. Like, a little bit pricier. I like MasterChef as well, so I'll be interested but, to see who that is. Pardon me. It was kind of technically Japanese food, mm. but it's not sushi. Okay. Uh, and when you get the menu, it's a very simple menu. There's not a lot on it. Mm. And it has a little note saying uh, we don't do traditional courses. Yeah. So it's not like you get a starter, a main, and a pudding. Put what you want. Yeah, you could order anything you want, like in any order. Yeah. The guy who is this master chef runner up. I'm going to look this up. I had no idea. But he was like, he he says he has like a little little handwritten thing on the menu where he's like, when I go to a restaurant, I often order like two starters instead of a main because I want to try it. I appreciate his um, his uh, attitude. To that, because I I think Mm. the same. Sometimes I will look at a menu and think, oh, I'd rather have two of them, one on one and one. Rather than a main. Yeah, because he's I like, he's like, I want to try, you want to eat as many things as possible. So you get like, the menu is divided into like three bits, and there's not a lot. Mm. On, and it's basically, you can order, uh, I think they call them like dishes yeah. or uh, skewers. I see. And then like, there's accompaniments like kind of rice yeah, or yeah, yeah. like green beans. But we ended up ordering those four of us, and we ordered um, like a dish each, which we just right. put in the middle to yeah, share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also a skewer. Each, Ooh. I've got. Is it good? I've got to tell you, like, we were having close to a religious experience because <laughs> the, the the skewers it's basically like pork, chicken, veg, or Beef. squid. Squid. It was I like, like squid. it was like here are your four. Squid's nice. It's like no muss, no fuss. You just pick your meat. Yeah. That pork. Was it? Yeah. Was it succulent? My the life. Tender. My life. Lovely. It was, like. I don't, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to joke about it, but like we, we, we bit into it, and it was like the kind of oh, <laughs> you know. And it was, it, and I, I genuinely there was a sadness to eating it because we're like, we're never going to eat this again. This is going to end. Yeah, I'm always going to be chasing this high. <laughs> like it's... I mean, that is that's Rick Stein level of levels yeah. of deep. That 
It was incredible. Oh, well, I'm going to look this up because I, would, I had absolutely no idea. I would I recommend it. I will pass that bar or where it is well, now, Yeah, every day. Yeah. It'll keep an eye out for it. I had no idea. It's got like um, a mural painted on the wall in right. the inside. Right. You might be able to see it through a window. It's like all these brand logos oh. from Jap- Japanese brands I like see. painted on the wall. Yeah. There's like a Nintendo and a oh. Sega. It's really cool. And I had a, I had a. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna try to get to this. Then you should, can. you should actually. I would recommend I it because it was, it was incredible. Yeah. And like one of the, one of the dishes we had was just like chicken. Yeah. Just like chunks of chicken. And it was nice. Oh my life. Yeah. I didn't know you could do this with chicken. Like, it was insane. Oh, lovely. I went to a new restaurant also. Oh. Last night. Tell me more. I will tell you more. Uh, it's well, you know the area because it's down the, it's literally at the end of my street. It was called St Paul's Tavern, and you'll remember. Oh, is that no more? That closed months ago, so oh. stuff, and it's now a Sri Lankan restaurant. Wow. Yep. Well, bar slash restaurant. Anyway, that's quite a officially change. the opening is the day of this recording. Ah. Officially, their opening day is now. Yeah. But we went last night and uh, we got some free food. Really? And we had a nice chat with the people who owned it. Ah. Um, it's really nice. So, what is Sri Lankan? Sri Lankan food is like street food. It's sort of um, you ah. get little portions. It's like I suppose. Uh, a version of tapas, if yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. Really nice. We had um this. It was called it was called Devil's Beef or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, "Oh, are you sure you can manage the heat?" And we were like, "Yeah, you yeah, it'll be fine." Just pour. It was hot, mm. but it was fine. It was manageable. Really good though. So a lot um, of rice. Said rice. You, yeah. you do get rice, but as for part of the sample thing, it was just quite a small portion. Bit, bit of everything. Try. Yeah. Really good. Mm. I'll, I'll go there again. Well, talking of food, I mean, we were in, um, as I said earlier, we were in Bar and Walk last night, mm, yes. which is a fantastic... Uh, Bar and Walk is one of Cheltenham's staples. My life. It's good there. It's so it? good. I mean, I feel kind of like... You get massive portions there. You do. It's, uh, I've only I, once been able to finish a meal there. If you look it up on Google, it says it's a Chinese restaurant. It's but not really. It's is really it? kind of like Pan Asian. It does a bit of everything. Yeah, it's really good. Though. But it's like, you know, you go in, it's benches. You know, you're sitting next to people, and uh, it's fantastic. Getting up and down from the benches is the biggest challenge. Well, with your leg, with my with my gammy leg, your and, wounds, my, and yeah. the um, and the fact I've just eaten half my body weight. The thing is, my secret is not to go for the rice and to go for the udon noodles. It's close, They're not close quite as filling. And I love an udon you noodle. Get a lot of rice. But um, I always go for the duck soup noodles. Mm, and yes. flipping egg, they are. Incredible! I can't even begin to describe. I've eaten very well recently. I can't. Mm, sounds it. I can't complain. It sounds it. I can't eat quite boringly throughout the week, and then if we have a nice meal at the weekend, do. Yeah. I went to an all-you-can-eat ribs place in Ghent. Oh yes. Um, the woman next to us, who was obviously local, looked disgusted <laughs> with our behaviour. As we basically, with our bare hands, forget cutlery, chow down, or chow down, one of them. Mm-hmm. On three racks of ribs apiece. So that's nine racks total. Wow. And there was a bucket in the middle of the table. You just had to chuck your ribs when you'd finished them. She looked disgusted with our, with our behaviour. It's my shame. I've not eaten nearly as many ribs in my life as ribs I would are nice, like. But you've got to get it right. You've got to go to the right place. Because mm. yeah, they can be horrible. They can be really gristly and horrible. Daft question. Go on. When you get a rack of ribs, mm. are they joined along one edge? By like a sternum or something, or do you just get like? No, it's just as they as they are. So do you? Get, so when you eat them, like a bone comes off, a bone comes off, yeah, a bone comes bone off. Bone meat, kind of bone meat, bone meat. Grand, yeah. <laughs> so then you just tear it apart, bone goes away. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Or is it like my question is? Is there's it like no a, stick? If that's what you're that was asking, all wondering. Yeah. Is, is it like a giant comb? At the, no, there's no, no, there's no. Stick. It's not like a vertical stick with some horizontal bones no, coming no, out of no, it. No, no, no. It's just, yeah. That's good though. Wasn't I know it? what you mean now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was written. No, it's written again to summarize. Go if you can because it's nice. Hmm. I enjoyed it very much. The um, I gotta say, like I, I find, like I really like that idea of like um. European cuisine because mm. it's kind of like good beer lovely beer it's quite simple I find the kind of thing I I, 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 I there's a lot of variety mm. but the stuff I'm kind of talking about is like uh, good beer simple meat yeah like a like bread like a sauce, bread sauce. like bar food I guess traditional like bar food I re- that's a really nice bread actually yeah, yeah. It's, I mean yeah that's the thing like you eat a, a classy bread and you're, you're laughing yeah when we were in Copenhagen they were really big on rye bread yeah which didn't really do it for me that's a certain kind of flour isn't it uh, yeah I think it was it was almost black like it's really dark bread mm. and quite seedy a lot of seeds in there like I said it wasn't really doing it for I me I don't see what's I don't see the appeal of seedy bread no I never liked sesame bread no I don't no as a fan as a, as a give fan give me a traditional loaf give me a Please, just some Hovis, doctor. That's all, that's all I want. When I when I was young, we used to go to uh, the beef eater a lot. Mm. Like that was just our the big treat if we go to the beef eater. And they always used to have like you know the bread rolls. I'd go I around. consider it a punishment now. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Like how you know how it all changes. Like um, there was a time clearly when I was very young when beef eater was like you know pretty special for us as yeah, a family. It was family evening out. It's actually I'm being probably being a bit harsh on it, but. It's nice for a family evening out because it's fairly straightforward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you get your beef, you eat it. You get your beef, you're e- eatering it. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of food, because it has actually gone down quite a food bent, which is not what I was expecting. No, wait, I had not anticipated this would happen. But um, I. It's funny what happens when you've had a few beers. We were. I I was cooking some uh, food the other day. <laughs> were you? Yeah, go crazy. What were you? I was. Uh, I was cooking some tea, and uh, we had some salmon. Oh, yeah, nice. And we didn't have any foil. Oh, God. But what we did have was some, uh, like, uh, greaseproof paper. Sure, sure. So I actually ended up taking the salmon, putting some lemon on it, some salt and pepper. Lovely. And then kind of, like, bundling it up in the paper. Tying it. Yeah, tying a little knot, nice. cooking it in the paper. Oh. And, uh, and You want to tell me it was better? It was really good. There you go. And I was boiling some, I was boiling some potatoes. Yeah. I was doing some you, peas. You boil them in a sieve or something. Something uh, mental. No, no. Something crazy. Just, just water. Just uh, just wine. That's <laughs> why. Vodka. I was boiling, uh, I was boiling some Can potatoes. you boil vodka? No, not really. No, oh, forget it then. You probably, I mean, just evaporate. Yeah. Surely. Forget it. Carry yeah. on. Anyway, push come. The, the, the crux of this anecdote is that... It's a good one. I had, you got your salmon, you got your potatoes, you got your peas, and I was thinking... This is missing something. Mm. It needs a little something extra. Mm, um, mint. Was no, it, it wasn't mint. Am a I sauce. close? No. Tartar sauce. A sauce. It needs a sauce. Any sauce. Any sauce will do. It needs something. So you, okay. So I had my phone with me. Oh yeah. And what I sauce goes well with these things? Got got the internet out. And it's I, so useful, isn't it? The internet. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, but I, I knew that I've I've. I can't. I've never done it before, but I knew you can make a. I I know. I still know it. I know you can make a roux, mm. which is like a butter, flour, and milk. Okay. You make a very basic white sauce. That's like a bread sauce. Yeah. Yeah. The idea, I think the idea is like you 
if you make that basic roux, you can make anything. Mm. Like they call it, I, oh, I don't know it, but they call it like the mother of sauces. Right. Because then you can you can put flavor in it. Yeah, you add X and it becomes yeah, yeah. this. You add X and it becomes hollandaise or bernays or that kind of thing. So, but we didn't have any butter. Gutted. So I had to think on my feet. Olive oil. Yes. There you go. This guy, he knows. So I did a quick Google and I was like, like milk sauce without butter. Mm. And it was, uh, and then they were like, oh, olive oil. Okay. So a couple of teaspoons of olive oil, put that in a saucepan, heat yeah. it up. Then when it's kind of hot, a uh, couple of teaspoons of flour. Right. So a tablespoon we're talking, yeah. So then some flour goes in. Yeah. And then you, 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 you stir it and it becomes like a thick paste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that point, I added like a tiny bit more oil. Yeah. But it didn't entirely... Oil would actually probably be quite good in that sort of thing. Yeah. Because it would be an actual sauce rather than just a mess. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it becomes like a thick paste. Yeah. But, but there's a very small amount of it, like a kind of, like a, just a paste in the bottom. Yeah. And then you add the milk. I see. And you, 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 you whisk it all up. Yeah. And you just keep stirring. And then from that point, it will start thickening. Yeah, yeah. And then the world's your oyster. So I put kind of like uh, pepper, salt. Uh, crumbled half a fish stock cube oh. in some dill, yeah, and a uh, some grated cheese. Nice, and you just keep stirring, just keep stirring, yeah. thickens up. And I've got to say, it's good fan- sauce, fantastic. There you go, there you go. It's absolutely fantastic. These things happen. Chuck a load of stuff in a pan, see what happens. And then the- usually it's a disaster, but sometimes it goes. Well. But then the power went to my head, and oh, I did okay. it again. Did you go too far? But no, the other night, and then the following night, I made a mustard sauce. Blimey, much the same. But with mustard. There you go. This yeah, guy, he it, knows got it. Got it. Got it. Got and it. it was fantastic. We could do a cooking show. We really could, actually. I think it'd be good. We should start reviewing restaurants. Frozen potato croquettes. <laughs> In a microwave. In a microwave. In an Irish Let's show. see what happens if we boil them. Yeah, no, we've... Oh, God. Yeah, that was bad. But you, um, you've um, you cooked like... A, you're like a roast man. You're cooked I like do a good a, roast, if yeah. I say so myself. I've never... I have a slow cooker at home, so I do a good lamb shank. I enjoy my lamb shank. I'm doing it for... For Christmas, actually, my lamb shank. What form does your slow cooker take? Is it electric? Well, it's, or? Phys- it's physical form. Yeah, like, is it like a little It's electric. You plug pan? it in, yes. You yeah. plug it in, you put it on low, medium, or high. Right. Depending on how quickly you want it to be done. But is it like a little... It's like a it's like a china pot. Right. Um, And you just put it in this little apparatus. Right. And then you just flick it on. Because we have... It's very easy. We have a slow cooker, but it works better with liquids. So you make like a stew. Yeah, I, that's what I do. I, I, I'll I sear off, if I'm doing a lamb shank, for example. Yeah. I coat it in flour, sear it off. Just in the pan. Just in the pan. Yeah. And then you put it in the stock you've created, which could be anything. I usually do a red wine stock for oh, a lamb shank. How do you do that? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> There's red wine involved. There's red somewhere. wine. You put red wine in a pan. Um... And yeah, just cook it for like eight hours and it just yeah. falls off the bone. It's mega. I'm going to a restaurant in Cheltenham next week for my work Christmas party called Gianni's, which is excellent. That And that is the lamb shank I aspire to. Oh. It's the best lamb shank I've ever had. I was never really... Our family never really did roasts kind of growing up. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever personally roasted, apart from like a turkey for Christmas. I was going to say you've done a roast turkey. Yeah, I don't really consider that as counting, though, in a weird way. It's, well, it's not Christmas quite, dinner, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not quite the same as doing like a, a piece of beef or something. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I do beef, I do lamb shank, I do all sorts for you a do roast. do it all. I do the lot. Lives it. I, like, I, do, I like doing a roast. I find it very therapeutic. Yeah. I do, I do enjoy cooking. I find it very I do, actually. I find I do, it very I'm not, I've never been that good at it, but I'm getting better. 
Well, as you know, we um, Holton and I uh, are <laughs> never present third third guests. Uh, we um, we started. It's, just, uh, it's an absolute shambles that he's on the cover of this podcast. Is there no way we can crop him out? <laughs> we'll put... <laughs> it's going to be the big pew. <laughs> The big pew podcast. It's funny there was a way of removing that text. No, it's impossible. <laughs> just cut it. Just cut it. It's the big. Just pew. crop it. It's fine. It's the big pew pod. We um, but when uh, when Holton and I moved to Canada, mm, yes, I remember. Once upon a time, yes, we uh, that first Christmas away from home, we uh, were both working in a bookshop, and there was a Jamie Oliver recipe book out that Christmas. Oh, yes. As I imagine he has every Christmas. There's always yeah. a new book. Like every TV chef, you've got to keep... Well, it's comedians and chefs clean up at Christmas. Yeah? Well, all the comedians bring out a DVD, don't they? Oh, I thought you meant like book. Like, there'd be like an autobiography or uh, something. Well, probably that as well, but they all bring stuff out around Christmas, don't they? You want something to watch while you're yeah, recovering on Boxing Day. While you're like passed out on the sofa. But um, we ended up, I think... The bookshop had a thing where if you were an employee, you could borrow a book. I see. As long as you brought it back. Yeah, and you and, didn't rip it up. Yeah. So we borrowed the Jamie Oliver thing, and then I, th- then I think we photocopied the roast turkey right. recipe. And it was because uh, the turkey, well, the turkey just looks after itself. But well, you just bung it in the oven yeah. with a load of crap, don't you? But the stuffing. Yeah, the what, stuffing's quite complicated. It's what made it what it is. So we made a pork. We we well we just made the Jamie Oliver stuffing, but it's basically it's pork, bacon, celery, apricot, mm. and then an assorted blend. Of, Apricot's nice, isn't it? It really is. It's a versatile fruit. But I've got to say, and with an the apricot. pork, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I've made this stuffing every year since, and now I tend to make it in like a kind of like a terrine. Oh yes. But the original recipe was, you take the turkey. And when you've made like, you know, the, you know, you've added all the spices, you've added all the egg and the mm. onion and everything and the, mm. you know, you've got your pork and your your bacon and everything. Yeah. The idea is that you take the turkey. I'm hungry, I tell you. Yeah. We've just eaten. Want some meat? I want more meat. You got the um <laughs> That's a sound bite. Love that meat. We got the uh the the turkey and you um the idea is you work your fingers between the skin and the breast. Keep it clean. Keep it clen. And is this, is this sensible to be talking about while we're drunk? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, t- I'm, I'm. You're doing I'm, it visually as I'm, well. I'm which learning is it. I'm learning slightly. you, Rev. Yeah, well, it's a podcast. But the listeners can't see my hands. Well, I but can. You, you Freaking go in. You go in from the cavity. Oh God. But you, you want to get your your hand above the breast meat, but below the skin. And if you keep moving your hand back and forth, you can, you can separate I it. Move my hand back and forth. Yes, as as Willow Smith taught us, yeah. you can separate the skin. And is then that Willow Smith. Is- it was Willow Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was like eight when she recorded that oh, song. That's interesting. It was weird. I whipped my hair back and forth. Yeah, it's just not right. Yeah. Anyway, turkey. Yeah, you you kind of you loosen the skin, and mm. then you pack the stuffing under the skin. Okay. So it's, it's just tra- a traditional cooking method. No, I thought you just put the stuffing up its ass. Well, you could frankly, do, yeah, frankly. but but it's um this the thing here is that like because you get the the turkey meat, the turkey breast. Mm. Then a protective layer of stuffing, <laughs> then the skin. <laughs> now the idea is that like, then the direct heat on the top won't dry out the stuffing. Oh, and uh, I understand. It, it was really cool, but honestly, like it, in, I, I'd be quite willing to do it again. But like most years, that's almost like a bit too much hassle. Yeah. So we'll just cook the stuffing. You're cooking this year, aren't you? you we are cooking this year. Yeah, we're hosting Christmas this year. Lovely stuff. 
Tell you what, we are halfway through. Are we? Should we get another beer? Should we get a beer? It's about time we had another beer. And let's go get a beer. And welcome back. Welcome back. I have a beer. I also have a beer. What are you drinking now? Uh, it's Golden Glory. Mm. Oh, oh, oh no, my. I've got picked up the wrong glass. Wow. I'm drinking Golden Glory. I'm drinking something like... another Badger beer. Wow, I've I've already forgotten what mine is, but flipping heck, there's a, that's an interesting flavour. Isn't it called like the Blue Man Group or something? Yeah, it's called Blue Man Group, yeah. Blue Man, that must be it. Oh, it's kind of tingly. It tastes a bit like, ironically enough, like Christmas. That is ironic. It's like, is um, that ironic or is that convenient? Convenient. Maybe fate? Whatever. It's like a kind of... It's only the third. Um, I've had my advent calendar chocolate today. Oh. Have you got an advent calendar? No. Oh. I don't celebrate I pagan holidays. My mum bought me one. Oh, very nice. Winner. Mm. Oh, no, that's good. That tastes like um, uh, cloves. Ooh. You know, like mulled wine? Oh, oh, that's quite nice. Yeah, it's quite nice, yeah. Um, so, Rev. John. With our finger on the pulse of contemporary culture. Yes. What have you been uh, listening to, uh, watching, reading? Well, I'll tell you reading? what, if tell we're me. talking popular culture. Tell me, Rev. I've gone feral this week. You went feral? I went feral this week. Oh, viral. 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 I went viral oh, this week. Oh, so you went pooing in the woods. No, not, well, not this week. <laughs> I went viral this week. You certainly did. In that I tweeted about a show called The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Which I'm sure you're familiar with. I, I'm familiar with. Well, you're with. familiar. I'm sure the listener is. Do you mean is. me or the listener? Both. What's not looking at me then when you... Well, it's very difficult not to look at you and, and maintain this cohesion we've built up over a number of weeks. I'm so sorry, I'll... Look at the I've gone feral, viral, viral. Hmm. On very, Twitter, I was very proud of you. Actually, thank you very much. I think I've peaked on social media. It was this good week. to see you. It's good to see like um, someone I know escape the, <laughs> escape uh, the, the boundaries of reality, the, the crushing spiral of poverty and yeah. disease that we live in. But, but uh, no, I tweeted about The Apprentice because I was watching The Apprentice with yes. Liz this mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. and I said, "What's that on the computer she's got there?" Who? Uh, the reception, sorry, yeah. Receptionist. Receptionist. Yeah. <laughs> the receptionist. There's a receptionist on The Apprentice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who answers the phone and Lord Sugar goes, please send the candidates in. And she goes, yes, Lord Sugar. And she'll mm. send the candidates in. She sits at a desk, obviously, as a receptionist would, with a computer monitor facing her. Yeah. And I, there was a spreadsheet on the screen. I was like, what is that spreadsheet? I like a good spreadsheet. I love a spreadsheet. This was not a spreadsheet. <gasps> Scandal at the BBC. What? Another one. It's a JPEG because you can see from the file type that's open. It's a it's a picture viewer, not an Excel file. So I was just interested to see what it was, and yet little did I know what I would find. And it was a JPEG file of an Excel spreadsheet. So are, are you somehow suggesting? I'm not suggesting. I'm that... telling you. I mean, but Rev, where, oh God, like you, where you blow my mind? Where does it end? Because if the reception... thing is, thing is, Microsoft Office yes costs at least a hundred pounds a year. Yes. Now the BBC can't afford that. No, not for the purposes of, of a fake receptionist. Yeah. So I just have a JPEG. Well, in my shallow way, I assumed it was a real meeting room, and that was a real receptionist. Are you somehow suggesting it's I'm, I'm suggesting that it's all the studio, and that wasn't a real receptionist. I think she may be an actress. But Maybe she does some reception work on the side. The thing is, though, if and I, she can draw from real life experiences. If I was working, if I was a producer on that show. I'd the be very like, minimum I would say is just put a real Excel sheet on there. Yeah, just but, put even but, if it's but, even if it's one you can't but edit. You, but you were joking, saying, uh, "Oh, they can't afford Excel." 
That I, might be actually it. But but if that's true, I would if I was a producer, I'd be like, we can't afford a laptop. I've got a laptop. Yeah. Just yeah, exactly. Pose yeah. with my laptop. Just put the laptop there. Yeah, here's an Excel spreadsheet. Exactly. Here are my personal. They probably got out and bought a monitor. Yeah. But they can't afford to put Excel on it. But yeah, you're right. They should put their own laptop on. There is a um, anyway. This did not happen. No. And it was a JPEG file, and I thought I'm going to tweet that. Yeah. So I did with the hashtag. With the hashtag, the apprentice. Mm. You got to hashtag these things, otherwise, how's anyone going to see it? Anyway. It's still going on on my phone. My phone is still beeping every five minutes. I've had about 750 retweets and nearly 1,500 likes on Twitter. I'm already... I've gone viral! I'm incredibly jealous. I've never... I've gone viral. ...hit that level of virality. Yeah. Vitality. Vitality. Well, you have... You know, so I thought great. I thought it would do all right. I didn't think it would sort of go like this. That is really good, actually. I'm pleased. That's quite it impressive. It got a bit yeah. annoying. I woke up on Friday morning, I had about 250 notifications. <laughs> You'll be like, oh god! You've got. I, fo- have, has it translated into people following you? Not though? really. I think no. people have probably clicked on my profile and thought, oh no, mm. he, he normally tweets about pops and Gillingham. You want to? It's um, very boring normally. There's people who make a career out of that. Yeah, but I don't. I can't consistently think of funny things to that's, do that, or that, say. That's a problem. I, I say the odd. I say the odd good thing. And that's gold when I do. But. That was. Um, uh, I, I mean, I know, I know, we discussed this earlier, but that's the closest I've ever brushed with going viral, mm. which is where, because because if I see something funny, I'll retweet it. Yeah, of course, yeah. because you Why do. Wouldn't you? you just spread the love. Why wouldn't you? But like um, the closest thing I came to was um, I I just I tweeted like uh, the human senses, mm. and it was like taste, touch, sight, hearing, smell. Yeah, that's it, right? That's the actual ones. God, yeah. God. And then I kept going, and it was like fashion. Danger. Fashion should be perspective. Um, I can't even remember what I wrote, and it's two years ago now, so I'll probably never be able to find it. But that got like twelve retweets. I mean, I'm sure that would make you the envy of most people, John. Well, I was not me. You're not most people. I'm not most people. Not anymore. I'm not. I feel. uh, I feel quite honoured to be uh, breathing the same. You know, same air. Honour's a big word, but but yeah, I I I'd probably be the same if I were you. I um leapfrogging off your fame. Oh. Actually, I hope we'd talk about it more. There's no connection here. At oh, all. okay. But talking about things we've been truckers gear doing change. recently, I actually scared myself this week. Did you? No, that's an obvious joke. Go on. <laughs> I uh, I dipped into the world of horror. No. This week, I don't like horror. I don't see the value, entertainment value, in scaring oneself. Mm. I'm sure there are people out there who who love it. But I don't like jump. Why I don't like jumping? Like something makes me jump. Okay, well, I don't like that. Okay, well, uh, I've been listening to a podcast called Twenty Eight Plays Later, which is a gaming podcast. Mm. But like one the film, yes, it's a, it's a pun, it's a play on words. <laughs> but um, one of the um, presenters is a guy called Chris Straub, sure, who I have a massive man crush on. He is, he's a very, 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 very cool guy. He is Ooh. a comic book. Uh, writer and artist, and he this beer perf- is delicious. It's, what's this one called again? Golden something. Golden glory. I've got to say this very fruity. This one is a treat. It's, it's an explosion. This is, this is nice. A lot of flavors. I think, going I think on we're there. both more satisfied. Well, I I selected the Firkin Fox because I thought the name was funny. Mm. Anyway, carry on. Oh, sorry. Well, long story short, something about a podcast. He's a very cool guy. But um, they were talking about horror games, mm. and off the back of that, they talked about something called Twine. Mm. And I'd never heard of it before, but it's very interesting. And I want... it, was this a game? No, I want to explore this because I might do one myself. But Twine is a free piece of software I see. for creating 
interactive stories. Mm. So, for example, uh, you can create a story, like a choose-your-own-adventure thing, Yeah. online. I see. So you just type it, it does all the hard work for you, it's free, it's very simple, and you can do funky transitions and stuff. Yeah. But you can present it in a really cool way. Yeah. So, um, but they were, to- um, they were talking about a couple of horror stories I that see. people had done using this bit of software. Oh. So you'll go to a website, you'll go... Oh, you didn't click on it, did you? I did. Oh. But you'll go like, I want to play this story, or I want to experience this it's kind of like a game because it's like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. Yeah. But the way it's presented is that like a paragraph of text will appear on the screen. Yeah. So it might just be an entirely black screen and then just like a bit of white text. Mm. But then it will say something like, blah, 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 blah. What do you do? Right. Or like, uh, you can go this way. These or... are your options. Yeah. yeah. And then you click on it and then that fades away and then another bit comes up. So it's a very easy interface to build it on. Yeah. But they were talking about, and uh, to any listeners who want to experience this, I would very much recommend it. Uh, I won't be doing it. They were talking about a game slash story, Mm. whatever you want to call it, called The Uncle Who Worked for Nintendo. No. It's really creepy. It's really creepy. It's very cool. It's by a guy called, I've forgotten his name, Michael. That's terrible. Anyway, if you Google The Uncle. Michael someone. The uncle, Michael Nintendo. Lusk or something like that? Anyway, it's the uncle who worked for Nintendo. It's it's very creepy. It's a little bit kind of like Lovecraftian horror. Mm. But the idea is that you're a kid and you're invited round to a sleepover with your friend. I'm already not liking the sound of this. So you go over and, again, this is presented entirely in text. And there is some audio. So if you have your headphones in, you'll get like a kind of ambient soundtrack. Oh, uh, no. Don't put... Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 but the, no, 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 no. But the idea is that... It's you, like the, when you someone sends you a picture of a room and says, find the ghost in this room. Yeah, don't. Don't put your headphones in. No. That's the, just good. That thing will flash you'll up. The, the you'll get the good jump scare God, thing. it'll drive you mental. But, well, here's a point. Okay, you mentioned like you don't like being startled or scared. Mm, no, I don't, know. But... There's nothing behind this wall, is there? A very good point was made that a jump scare is to horror... What being tickled is to comedy. comedy. I see, I understand. Yeah, you see, you wouldn't go. It's a physical. Yeah, it's like it's undoubtedly startling, but it's not what it's all about. But it's like anyone will jump if you go. Yeah, you know, you know, if you make him startled. I didn't jump then. I was expecting it. But I was, you know, I was just making a making an example. Oh, I understand. It's like, oh, it's it's so startling. But um. Horror can be is, is generally kind of like uh, genuinely unsettling horror. Yeah, yeah, like true think. true horror. But the the idea of like uh, the uncle who works for Nintendo is that you go to a sleepover at your friend's house, and you start to th- realize that something's off mm. in this house. Yes, like basically your friend. You're, you're kind of like, I don't know, seven or eight or something like that. The game doesn't give you a lot of information, but mm. your mind fills in the blanks. I see. So all you can do at the start is choose your best friend's name. Mm. It just goes, what is your well, best yeah. friend's name? And it what, gives it, you... what name did you choose? Jay? I think I chose like Ashley oh, or something like that. It gives you like a list of names and oh, they're all whatever. pretty much it's oneness. I'm sitting right here. But the thing is like, I don't think Chris was an option. Oh, right, fine. But the idea is you go around your friend's house and your friend has all the best game consoles. Oh. So you end up kind of 
playing, you know, they're playing like N64, except in like the 90s or something like sure. that. But N64 was good. You're kind, you're kind of like slightly jealous of your friend because they kind of like have all the good stuff. Mm. And also, Their parents love them more. Basically, yeah. yeah. And then you start to realise that like something's a bit off. Yeah. And uh, I should probably. Is walk... it quite? What's the animation like? On there this? is no, there is no real animation. It's, a story. it's just text which uh, pops up with like an ambient noise, okay. maybe a couple of like background pictures. God, this does smell nice. This beer. This one smells like Christmas. That's lovely. But I'm going to go into full on spoilers here. So turn off if, now if you don't want to. Turn off if now. You don't if want you, to be now. Turn spoiled. off now if you don't want to listen. Don't, you don't want to hear. Don't be spoiled. Because I would, I would recommend trying it. But the gimmick is that I'm not going to. She basically says your friend goes like, well, look. My uncle will be home. Because basically, you, you kind of... Je- does their uncle live with them? No. You're kind of jealous of your friend. Because you je- you, you, your friend has uh, Pokemon. Oh. Because, you know, it's like the 90s. A like Game, Boy. Game Boys and stuff. And your friend always had the best stuff. And your friend had... Uh, you're, you're not massively familiar with Pokemon yourself. No, we've discussed this. Yeah. In a previous Reference episode. Reference episode three. Two, or Two or three. Or three. Three, you're right. Three. Is it three? I yeah. guessed. But, um... It's probably not free. Link, <laughs> link in the description. It's one of them. But the gimmick was, in the original Pokemon, there were 150 Pokemon. I see. There was a 151st Pokemon <gasps> called Mew. Is this, a, is this true this or is, is true. this part no, no, of the this story? Is, no, this is genuinely true. Okay. You couldn't get Mew in the original game. I see. The only way to get Mew was to go to a uh, like a, an official Nintendo event. Right, and then they you, give you something. You could download it, I but pre-internet. But they plug a cable into your Game yeah, Boy and they yeah, give you yeah. Mew. Um, so, like a, a gimmick in this game is that like your friend has all the best stuff. They have a nicer house. They have a good, good all the game consoles, and your friend had Mew. Mm. This kind of Pokemon you shouldn't have been able to get. And yeah. but you, you talked about how like you know your friend always kicked your ass at Pokemon because they have this one amazingly powerful Pokemon. Yeah. And you could never understand why they had all this good stuff. And your friend would be like, Well, my friend no, my uncle, mm. sorry, my uncle. works at Nintendo. Oh. So I get all the good stuff. Oh. But then it you start to notice like really odd things. Like you start to think like didn't your friend have a brother at one point, but none of, can't the, remember the, brother. None of the photos on the, hanging up in the oh. house have pictures of the brother. And at one point, you can go downstairs, because well, you're up in the den playing games, you can go downstairs and, like, her, your, or his or her, your friend's parents mm. are just kind of sitting in the kitchen, kind of, like, just frozen oh. in place. And then, like, they keep saying, like, your uncle will be here soon. And it's all about, like, the uncle is coming is home. Is the uncle Super Mario? The uncle is not Super Mario. That no. would have been... That would have been a good twist. Arguably just as horrifying, but... It's a good twist. It's the idea that, like, the uncle is not maybe... Do you live inside a Super Nintendo? You do not live inside a Super Nintendo. No. Anyway, play it. You have to play it. Like, well, or you, d- you don't have to play it, because it is kind of... I'm not going to play it's it. It's kind of creepy, but the idea is that... What's the, well, get, to the, get to the end game, John. What's the end game? Spoilers. The uncle is not. The uncle is not human. Gotcha. I figured that one out. The uncle is like something, and the great and the beauty of the story is it never describes the uncle. Right. You never know what it you is. Have to le- you have to imagine what he is. But it's kind of like some kind of monster. Yeah. But the gimmick is that the the monster of the uncle appears to be able to like manipulate 
what people think of it. Yeah. So the idea that like this horrible monster is like moved in. I see. And just kind of inserted itself, and all people can call it is like the uncle from the, Nintendo. The uncle who works in Nintendo. Is there a, is there a bit that makes you jump? Well, no, it's not really a jump scare game, oh. and there's no visuals, oh, and okay. and which is why it's so kind of good, yeah, and creepy because it's like. And like I checked out another one. I want to finish it. I think Michael Lutz actually is the name. Michael Lutz is the name of the creator. Um, but there's another one he's done called like My Father's Long Long Legs right. or something like that, which is kind of creepy. I've only gone about halfway through that one. Pretty good. But yeah, that, that's that's what I've been doing, and and yeah, it's Marvelous. very creepy. And Marvelous. I would recommend I would recommend checking it out. Right. Check it out if you like horror. If you don't, you just oh you know, don't you put know. a comedy on or something. Yeah, go for a walk. I'll, I'll put a comedy on. Yeah, go for a walk. That'd be nice. You've been to the cinema, I understand. I've been to the cinema a couple of times, but we went to watch Doctor Strange, mm. which I enjoyed, although I had criticisms. He seemed mm. to learn magic very quickly. Yeah. Should we should we talk about it? We didn't really do Let's our, talk about we it. We didn't really do our breakdown. Let's talk about it. Um I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it. There's like a kind of it's like a clause I didn't love there. It. No, I didn't I didn't love it either. I liked it though. And, and here's my thing it was the first like it was kind of weird because out of all the Marvel movies mm. this was the first one for me that felt kind of formulaic mm. because it felt like we just have to get a lot of stuff out the way yeah. until he can be a wizard like the crash like his yeah issues because it starts off and it's like oh you know he's dr like he's got Stephen strange he's, he's an arrogant surgeon he's brilliant but we all awesome. know he was good wasn't he? we all know he's got to become a the sorcerer the supreme at some point and it's like we just gotta i'm just like i'm looking at it thinking oh he's, he's gonna be injured i know this is coming yeah. we've just gotta it felt like it was going through the motions maybe you didn't need an origin story no Perhaps. No, no, I think that would have been better, actually. Without an origin. Because, like, it goes without saying now that Marvel make good movies. Mm. Like, even though this was not the best Marvel movie by a long shot, it's no. all right. Yeah. Like, it, it's genuinely all right. And and visually, is incredible. Uh, and frankly, had so much, had a lot of heart, which is where I think you can the forgive. The visuals were mental. Yeah. From that point of view, it's the craziest film I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, oh. But you can understand why people in 3D probably got motion sickness. Oh, God, no. I couldn't. There were reports of motion sickness. I couldn't have done it in 3D. Would have made me feel quite ill. Yeah. It was bad enough seeing Cloverfield. I didn't see that. That was all kind of like first-person camera, and everyone was like running. Oh, was that the one with the monster? Yeah. And at the end it goes, it's still alive. That's not how it ends. You know that? That's not how it ends. At the end of the credits. You don't know this. No? Yeah, at the end of the credits, there's a bit of like um, stunted audio. Oh, right. And it goes, it's still alive. Oh. And that's it. Yeah, they're not going to go back to that. They're not going to... Didn't they any... make a sequel of sorts? Well, they did. Was it... Oh, Cloverfield get... Lane or I'm going to get the name wrong, like 13 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, and that was supposed to be some sort of related it's... thing. You see, that's a weird one, because it, it's not, like, properly related, mm. but maybe, like, thematically related. I see. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen any of the films, no. but... It's worth seeing. It's actually weird, like because I really enjoyed Cloverfield, but actually when I saw it again, I actually found the characters really annoying. Oh, but it's basically it's it's just what you'd expect. It's like a giant monster is attacking 
New York. Yeah. And New York. We experience it through a like the first person people who are filming it. Bunch of hipsters running away. Yeah, basically. It's a bunch of like very wealthy socialites are having a party. I wouldn't think to film it, frankly. And they've just got a camera. Always filming. Yeah. Always filming. I I'd switch it off. And I'd run. Believe me, there's a lot there's a lot to like in it. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. The Cloverfield Lane is completely unrelated. Oh. In, in fact, um, my understanding, I, I could get this completely wrong, was that the movie was completely unconnected. Right. Like someone just said, like, I've got this idea for a movie. This girl is driving home one night, has a crash. When she wakes up, she's in a bunker. Yeah. And John Goodman. This is Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, this is Cloverfield Lane. This yeah. is the premise, so it's not a spoiler. And uh, John Goodman. Oh, just hit my mic. Just hit the mic. John Goodman, the actor, very unprofessional, is there, and very he's like, "I've dragged you into my apocalypse bunker because." Does he have enough food, John Goodman? In the apocalypse bunker. Yes, he's really scored up. <laughs> he's really stocked up on food. Anyway, the point is, she's in a car crash, has a crash, wakes up, and then she's in this apocalypse bunker, mm. and he's like, "Crazy man," he's like, "Hey, the apocalypse is happening. I've locked you in my bunker for your own safety." Oh. And she's like... I bet it's not. That's the thing. And she's like, you're crazy. There's no apocalypse. Well, I don't There's know. There's no apocalypse. I'm not going to talk any further about it because I don't want to spoil stuff. I've not seen the film. I'm but, guessing but, there's but no apocalypse. But this is the primary setup where... he's like a South Park episode where Cartman locks butters in the bunker. Yeah. Basically, That's well, look, what I'm imagining. Well, here's the thing. like you, you know, Go watch it. Work it out. But like, he's a crazy, scary man. Mm. And she's locked in with him. Gotcha. And he keeps saying, like, it's for your own protection. Like, the apocalypse is happening. And she's like... I want to get out. He's like, yeah. you can't. And uh, so that's for setup. But my understanding is someone wanted to make that movie. It had no connection. But then... They put the name on it. Yes. Gotcha. Basically. I think like J.J. Abrams spotted it, quite liked it. Yeah. I think came on board as a producer. Yeah. I think he's involved in some way, isn't he? And then he was like, well, let's whack Cloverfield in the title. Because mm. Cloverfield... Money! Well, here's the thing. I think Cloverfield has become, for him at least, just like a term... For like a weird project. Yeah. So you can attach Cloverfield to kind of anything. I see. And it will... And money. So I, so I feel like a lot of people are saying, are they connected? Are they connected? And I d- no. Well, that's probably why some people went to watch it. Well, exactly. Oh, I saw well, Cloverfield. There you I go. It. You see, so more, go to watch this film. More people are going to watch it because it's got Cloverfield well, in the title go. than if they would otherwise. Okay. But, by, but by all accounts, it's very good. Yeah. But it just got more attention than it would have done otherwise. I understand. I also went to see Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, this month I've not seen that, which was good. Break I, it down. Break it down. Um, I've been to see two Harry Potter films in the past. I've never read any Harry Potter books, and these are the only two Harry Potter films I've seen. And I fell asleep watching both of them. What's the other one you've seen? Um, I saw the one, the spiders. Oh, I don't know the names of them. There's spiders in the second one. Sure. I think. Okay. And I saw the one where they're playing the broomstick game. Quidditch. Wait. Well, then you've seen more than two, haven't you? Or is that the no, same? I've seen two. Oh. So I've seen... I've seen... No. This is, doesn't count as a Harry Potter Oh, film. sorry. Right, Previously, right. I had seen two. Oh. I think number so I saw one, three has a lot of broomsticks in? I can't remember. Yeah. And I saw one where they're on the broomsticks and a guy dies in a maze. Number four, I want to cool. say. You Fine. may have seen two. Anyway, and four. I fell asleep watching both of them. Oh, so I thought I was why? in high hopes for this film. Oh, it's actually very good. 
It looked good. It is good. I want to see it. Lucy there and I are probably going to go see I it. I won't spoil too much for you, but you know roughly what it's about. Uh, yeah. It's about this guy called Newt. Scamander. Scamander. Who goes to New York. It's a good surname. And he, he's a good surname. I like it. I like, I think calling him Salamander. Yeah, I think, well, I think that's what you meant to think. Oh. It's vaguely animally. Oh, I see. Beasts. Yeah, that makes sense. And where to find them. Anyway, he has these fantastic beasts and, and he, um, he's where we can find Does he them. lose them? He loses a few of them. Yeah. Um, and they, he has to capture them and what have you. And there's other stuff going on. Um, but it's good. There are two sequences in it which I'm surprised made the 12A cut. Really? Like, like it's like, oh my life. A dark. Like dark. Ooh. Um, wow. From my point of view, anyway. Some people might think, yeah, it's fine. But from it, for me, it was like, oh my life, what has gone on there? But it, but ultimately, you'd recommend it. I'd recommend it. Yeah. To the audience, I I, I enjoyed it as a standalone. Forget the Potter Association. Yeah. I enjoyed it as a standalone film. I'd like to see it. I, I, it's weird. I remember seeing the trailers and thinking this looks like a real movie, mm. like with set pieces and actors and. Um, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne was very good. Yeah. Very good. He it? is in everything. Like yeah. he's an Oscar-winning he's a, actor. He's a fine actor. Yeah. You know, you look at him and you're like, oh, well, this looks like a proper movie, like they don't yeah. make anymore. And I want to see it. I'm sure it'll be good. No, it is, I, if you're gonna, if you're thinking yes or no, if you're on the fence, was give it a, J.K. Rowling? I know she, she wrote the screenplay. Oh, did she write this? Well, she there we the go. Screenplay. That was going to be my question because I know she wrote the original short story. Yeah, no, she wrote which she is wrote very the whole screenplay. Ah, which is interesting. Because it's like, I mean, my connection with Harry Potter is like, I re- I read all the books back in the day. I remember reading, the f- getting the first couple. I remember my mom buying the first couple for me. Mm. And I remember reading them and then rereading them, which was yes. kind of unheard of for me. Like, I, <gasps> I, I just wouldn't reread books. Read them once. That's enough. Yeah. You got it. They're really good. Yeah. And then I think around the time I got to the third or fourth book, that's when kind of Potter mania yeah. kind of kicks in. And suddenly, like, everyone was talking about it. It's a bit too it. mainstream. Well, no. And I kept reading it. But then, you know, you got to that point where, like, the new Harry Potter books coming out, yeah, and like people would be camping outside bookshops, yeah, and then we'll get life, don't you'd we? get like speed reading groups. Do you remember those? Who could be the first to finish it? Yeah, yeah. it was basically like they, they were training kids on how to speed read. The thing is, you can't appreciate it. F- it's like if you watch a movie on fast forward, yeah, you get you you could see it and you get a basic idea of what was happening, yeah, but you wouldn't get an actual no, you wouldn't, proper, you wouldn't rounded view of you wouldn't something. fully appreciate the depth of it and and that was the thing like the speed reading classes it was like learn to read every other word and then like yeah. you know they'd just be flicking a page you could miss a keyword a page. though like died yeah or didn't yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but um I don't know I've only seen four or five of the four. movies four? four I've not seen all the movies basically and I don't think Daniel Radcliffe is an especially good actor <sighs> Oh, I, I there no it idea. is. Said it, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't feel massively connected to the movies, but seeing something like this and knowing that you know Daniel Radcliffe and the usual band aren't associated with it, I'm like, I quite like this. It's like a clean break. Uh, I'd like to dip back in and because I've got um, the cursed child sitting next to my bed, and I've oh. not, I've not started reading that yet. There you go. I kind of which number is, number is that? That's the. Oh, that's the a script, play? though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought that for Liz. Has she read it? I think so. Yeah, I've not read it. Yet. I don't know. I don't know if she liked it. Or it was not. a birthday I present. I don't think she did particularly. I need to dip into it. To be honest, I like I. I don't know. I'm kind of of that mindset where like, I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be all right, 
Mm. But I almost can't quite muster can't the energy to to try can't it. Be asked. I don't know. I think like I Lucy read it and she said she felt it was a bit a lot of like fan service. Yeah. Like there's time travel involved, so you get to see like key moments again. Oh, and, I see. Yeah. So whereas I feel like something like Fantastic Beasts is more of a drawing yeah, a line, nothing... drawing a line under this. There's a little bit of the theme tune right at the start, and it goes dun 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 dun. But then, because it's America, that's, that's they break more it down. Or less it. Then they do like yeah, LL, LL Cool J gets on the screen <laughs> or something. Buster Rhymes, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, they're all there. The um, a big uh, a big thing. I don't know if you're aware that the Harry Potter fan community is quite big and established. Sure, yeah, no. And the biggest development is that with this movie, Mm. J.K. Rowling has officially expanded the universe to America. Obviously. Yeah. It's based in America. Yeah. Yeah, no, here's my point. Like, if you are a dedicated Harry Potter fan, Mm. they've announced the uh, school in America. Yeah. Does that get mentioned in the movie? Yeah, there's a school in America. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the name of. I can't remember it either. But the big thing is they announced for houses. Mm. So now, here's the thing. Like again, American fans are... Yeah, here's the thing. Like If you are a Harry Potter, dedicated, hardcore Harry Potter fan, yeah. you'll be like, well, if I was at Hogwarts, I'd be in Hufflepuff or yeah, X or sure, something. Whatever, but yeah. now they have the houses in... In the American school. Oh, so they, so, they all want to be in those of the houses. Yeah, it's like Thunderbird is one. I can't remember. Uh, Pigwiggy, I think, is one. Sure, sure. They're all named after different beasts, if oh, I remember correctly. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know what a Pigwiggy is or a Pidgewidgey. Or... Oh, it could be anything, couldn't it? Oh, no, maybe I did see that in the film. Is anyway, that, it's in the I, film. It's, it's we want to go see it anyway. We want to be you'll there. You'll pick up more than I did, probably. I enjoyed it as a as a jaunt. Without quite, picking up any of the nuances, I'm quite happy to go in knowing nothing. Yeah, actually, that's quite nice in a way because it's a, it's not, it's the same world, but you know, it's like it's in the past, it's a different country. Um, yeah, it's it's kind no, of it new gets and quite funky. dark at times though. Apparently, everyone's talking about the Wonder Woman trailer. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I have seen it. Am I going to go see Wonder Woman? Probably not. I don't think I'll go see it either. I'm going to see Rogue One, obviously. Uh, how long? Till that's out? A couple of weeks. He said looking at his watch. As his watch, yeah. I will probably go see Rogue One as well. For 15th, I think, in the UK. Yeah. Because I think... maybe the 14th. We've talked about this in a previous podcast, but, like, it, it kind of... It looks visually very interesting. It sure does. Like you look at it and you think, oh, oh, there's some weird stuff going on here. Yeah. I like it. I can't wait. Yeah. I've booked the posh cinema in Cheltenham. We've got a posh one in Cheltenham called the Screening uh, Rooms. I know very little about it. But I will yeah. predict, and you'll see it before I do, so yes, yeah. just keep an, keep an open mind. I predict that a beloved character, or a character who we come to love uh-huh. in the movie, will get killed by Darth Vader. I think they'll all get killed. But personally, by the hand of Darth Vader? Some of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure at least one will get killed so by is, Vader. Is that a very safe prediction that I've just I made? Think, I yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah. okay. All I right. think that's a fairly safe I'm prediction. I'm just putting it out there. I feel... I think every single main character will die. Do you think... They're not, in the, they're not in 4, 5, 6. Do you... Well, exactly. That would be awkward. Do you think the main lady, whose name I can't remember... Uh, the actress's name is Felicity Jones. The character's name is Jin Urso. Jin. Jin Urso. So Urso is a surname. Exactly. So I think that Ms. Urso 
will <laughs> be the only one to briefly survive to transmit the information. And then get killed. And then get killed. Yeah, probably. That's my prediction. Probably. The rice itself. I think I think the last twenty minutes of the film, everyone will freak out <laughs> it's gonna be by how similar it is to a new hope. It's I gonna be a hell of a downer. Like, oh my god, I recognise. But what that. do you think the overlap will be? That initial scene? There won't be a lot of overlap. I think if you want me if you want a prediction, I think the film will end on the same shot above Tatooine as A New Hope begins. What of um of the, the Star Destroyer. Yeah, after the Rebel Ship. Ah. I think it'll end just before the Rebel Ship comes into shot. <laughs> Honestly, no, that's true. I think that's when it'll end. How it'll end? I reckon. I reckon our main hero will J. Jin. Jin Urso. J Urso. I reckon. J Urso. I reckon she will end the movie in a kind of escape pod or similarly small and then space Vader vessel. Will, Vader will climb aboard. No, I reckon. I reckon she will escape the slaughter, mm. but she'll be in some kind of ship. With failing life support. This is, this is my prediction now. I'm putting Very it. Dark, I'm, I'm recording it. But no, they're all going to die. But she's going to escape and then uh, transmit the message. And then she will the die in space. Yeah. Cold and alone. But she will see through the window the Star Destroyer chasing ah, the good. rebel ship. Vi- visually. And she will die. But she will die knowing she made a difference. She made a difference. There you go. That's all we can ever hope for, really. And then she'll give birth to Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut to credits. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're going to be drowning, as we've said before, in Star Wars expanded universe movies now. You won't be able to move. I mean, they've cast young Lando Calrissian. They have. Yeah. Guy from Community. Uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Who's a fine actor. He's a good fit. He He's a very fit. good fit, yeah. He was in uh, The Martian, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I, 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 let's not go on about it again, but I have issues with that film. Very fat. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. End of story. But the thing is, I'm not as close to the Star Wars series as you are, but like, you can't escape this now. You op- Once the door was opened... <laughs> they've, they've, um, they've ripped off the band-aid. Yeah. It's it's you know the dam has burst. It's yeah the moment you accept new a new trilogy is the moment in this post Avengers world mm. that you open yourself up to an expanding universe. And Rogue One, as good as it looks, is will, the start. Has, of that. Yeah, I mean, what we got a Boba Fett movie. Well, they've not confirmed anything beyond there will Han be a, Solo at the moment. There, there will, will be a, there, there will be, be a Boba Fett movie. There'll be an Obi Wan movie. Yeah, there'll be an Obi Wan movie. I, and you know, as you and McGregor gets older. But he's he said, yeah, I'm up for it. Well, hell yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, like he gets to get gets a big paycheck. Yeah, he the as well, they probably won't be able to film it in Tunisia after the attacks there. Oh, have there been last year? Yeah, like last year there were. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh god, yeah. So I wonder really how that distressing. how yeah. that would fit into about that. Anyway, not that that particularly matters when it but comes to a movie. You know but... what I mean? Like the older he gets, the more he's going to look like Alec Guinness. Yeah. So it's only going to work in his yeah. favor. Of course, like it doesn't make. We've talked about this. I, I don't know. We could go into this forever, but like it doesn't make any sense. George Lucas himself did this. Like the idea that all the Jedi, the Jedi's. Oh, John. I'm sorry. Oh, John. Oh, my. four beers down. All the Jedi. All the Jedi. The Jedi's. All the Jedi. Oh God. Uh 
you know, it says here on my on my pre on this cue card. Yeah, J E I. You know, Obi Wan Kenobi lives in the desert for twenty years. How in old is Luke? In the desert, woo! And he's wearing desert robes. He's wearing Jedi robes because they didn't have the force. They didn't have the intelligence to think that. But that's he would why be it's so those. stupid. Because Uncle. Who's, Uncle Owen's wearing Jedi robes. Who's um, who's Luke's uncle? Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. He's wearing Un- Jedi robes. Yeah, because because it's not Jedi robes. Because it's just what you wear if you live on a yeah, desert exactly. planet. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. They've and now suddenly every Jedi wears. It's insane. Yeah, it is it's insane. maddening. It doesn't make any sense. Let's let's leave it. Let's okay. leave it there. Sorry. Yeah, I'll try and rein it in. But I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I have you seen the guy they've cast as Han Solo? Yes. Does he look like a young... Kinda. Yeah? Kinda. I'm sure by the time they've digitised him and... They're not going to put a digital face on him. On. Well, but like done him up and done his hair and that. Well, he will do. I don't know. The way you say it like that, if anyone is wearing a white long sleeve t-shirt and a, yeah. and a vest... They could be him. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. In terms of music... Uh, as we're as we're on pop culture, I've been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, you said yes. It's well good. Well good. It's well good. Well good. You said because I don't like musicals. Musicals make me uncomfortable. I'm going to a musical. Are you? over Christmas? I'm going to do Aladdin. Oh, the musical. Wait. Oh, what down in, in London? In town. London. Oh yeah. Which I'm up for. Musical. Looking forward to etc. <sighs> it's weird. Like musicals make me. Like, I find musicals a bit. I don't know, but just like they make me, as I said, uncomfortable. Like, I kind of cringe a bit when a musical's on. But I remember we watched uh, a few weeks back, we watched Mulan. Oh, yes. And I've not seen Mulan. No, I've not, actually. And that was my, like, me coming back to Disney. Because, like, growing up, you can't help but like Disney. You're gonna, Disney's you, cool. You're going to see a lot of Disney. Yeah, and coming they're, back re- they're rebooting Disney now. Everything's going to be uh, live action. They did well, uh, Jungle Book. Beauty and the Beast is coming next year. And they did Jungle Book. Jungle Book's done. Live action Jungle Book. Lion King apparently is coming. John Favreau yeah. did Jungle Book. He did. Old Iron Man. Yeah, same guy. Yeah. He was in Friends. But um, it's weird, isn't it? Because I've got to say, like, with that in mind, Hamilton is fantastic. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. And then, like, uh, yesterday, I want to say, they released the Hamilton... Mixtape, mm. which is a bunch of contemporary, contemporary oh, yes. musicians and hip hop stars doing yeah. tracks from the musical and tracks inspired by the musical. It's well sure. good. Oh, lovely. It's well good. I'd lovely. recommend it wholeheartedly. Oh, blimey! That is a, a re- resounding endorsement. I mean, I've I've got a Spotify account, just like just like most people. I like to. Uh, I use somebody else's, but yeah. I uh, I pay towards it. I like I to. I don't. I do. I, I I figured. Well, somebody pays pays and has given me one of the slots they pay for mm. for free. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. But no, I've been um, yeah, I've been listening to some weird stuff this week. Like Hamilton, great. Uh, also been listening to um, I don't know how we discovered it, but there's a artist called Prototype Raptor. Okay. One word. Sure. Does kind of like uh, <laughs> one word. But does like kind of like uh, funky remixes. Mm. There's like a whole album of like Sonic the Hedgehog remixes, sure, which is kind of cool. But he did a large zone, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. But did a uh, one track, which is a Vivaldi remix, 
It's so good. Yeah. Like Nick and I were just kind of like losing our minds over it. Something like this. This is incredible. So it's called like I don't know. If you just Google or look it up, like Prototype Raptor Vivaldi, it is incredible. Mm. It, it just it's wow. Look it up. Look it up. Check look it, it out. Up. Sadly. I would say his other tracks are not as good oh as that one. I feel like he peaked with That's that a shame. one. I finally discovered Chandelier by Sia. Sia, I know. I like, didn't know what song you meant when you said that, and then we listened to it during the break. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I know that song. I'm very behind the times, but I was like, this is well good. This is really good. I really like it. I feel like we're getting to this kind of drunk where we're singing to each other now, John. Yeah, you're starting to hug yourself, so... Yeah. Yeah, we look. I think. Um, what, how long have we got? Uh, well, we've we've whoa, yeah, like an hour and a quarter. Oh, like, okay, I think we're well over. This yeah. Well, um, as the hand of fate reaches for the dregs of destiny, I've got I've got a bit left. Rev, what's happening? You got like better part half of a pint. Left. More than a pint. No, more, it's not more than a pint. It's half a pint. I'm, I'm four pints down. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Should we call it a day? That'll do. I'll do big. <laughs> well, look, I'm just going to down this. Pardon me, listener. Oh, mm. well done, John. Oh, you didn't really down much there, though. No, it wasn't much. No, except the guy with. Well, I'm I'm enjoying it. Well, and I'm going to fall asleep <laughs> any any second now. As soon as this, well, go, this we turn off, I'm going to fall asleep. Look, on that note, listeners, thank you for joining us as we thank get drunk with and talk about random nonsense. More importantly, uh, if you're at home and you're looking for something to do, go listen to the Hamilton soundtrack. Have a couple of beers. Have a couple of beers. If you're out and about, go see a... Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Have a couple of beers. Have a couple of beers. Uh, if you find yourself in Cheltenham, there's a great restaurant called Coge or have Codge. A, have a couple of beers. Go check it out. And if uh, you want to scare yourself, go play um, The Uncle Who Works at Nintendo. And have a couple of beers. Okay, well, uh, I'm John. I'm the other one. And uh, until next time... You stay classy. San Diego. Oh. This podcast, and others like it, is made possible thanks to our wonderful backers on Patreon. To support Big Punch Studios as we make comics like Afterlife Thinking Semistring, games like Sandwich Masters, and podcasts like the one you've just been listening to, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Big Punch Studios. For just $5 a month, not only will you help make everything we do a reality, but we'll also send you four copies of Big Punch magazine a year. That's over 180 full-colour pages of comic action, featuring Cuckoo's Orb, 99 Swords and Catamaran, delivered straight to your door. This has been a Big Punch Studios production. For all things Big Punch, be sure to head on over to www.bigpunchstudios.com.